Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? Oh, what can you say? (laughs) (laughs) The world's a terrible place. The world is falling apart. Yeah. And we're here to talk about friends and how I met your mother. Yeah, it's the only thing we can do. You know, like we, there's really no point in commenting on the atrocities in the world right now, I don't think. Um, But just know that we're appalled by them as well. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Every day is either I know um, a new challenge. I mean, it feels we announced this before the shooting in Texas, but at Battleship Pretension, uh, all proceeds from any um, premium content, you know, yeah. if you buy anything like any of our commentaries or our bonus episodes or whatever, is all going to the Buffalo Community Fridge. We, That's uh, awesome. But I don't know what to do. <laughs> about texas like these well, things happen so like on top of one another that i don't even know what right. to say about and by the about time texas. this hits there'll probably be another God, mass yeah. shooting and um you know there are um there are organizations in uvalde texas um who are raising money for the families mm-hmm. specifically um but then also i mean we, we live in los angeles but uh, today was our well. Tomorrow is election day, so just vote and vote. Well, this, this episode won't go up until the end of election day. Oh so fuck! Well, <laughs> hopefully you already did. Hopefully you voted for anyone but Rick Caruso. If you live in Los Angeles, yeah. yeah. And if you don't live in Los Angeles, you know, vote with your conscience. You know. But also, I mean, the, the, you, 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 we say vote, but like those of us on the left, like we did vote in twenty twenty. Yeah. Like. Nation, like as far as the federal government, Democrats took took it back. They're in control of everything, and nothing is still happening. But it doesn't. So in mean addition to vote, protest. I think protest. But yes, but local local voting is very important. Local voting is very important. Yeah. But also, I think I say protest, but also calling your representatives, letting them know yeah. how, how you feel. Like we already got we got a lot of people into power, and now we just need them to actually do something. Right. Yeah, and it's like it's hard not to feel like burnt out, like and throw your hands up in the air and say like, "Well, fuck it, there's nothing we can do. This is a garbage fire." Mm-hmm. And you can do that one day, and then the next day, do what you can to change it. We can't like there's yeah. no there's no giving up, yeah. right? But I understand the um, the feeling of it being just I often like have that despair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're with you if you are. In despair. But, you know, there's little nuggets of joy that we all have to find, I think. Yeah, and you find it in friendships and and other relationships with other people. You know, there's still still value in all that. And in friends and... I was going to say, and in uh, sitcoms. Sitcoms? Yeah, yeah, you you find solace in friends in the real world and friends on HBO Max. Yes. (laughs) And How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. On Hulu, uh, or wherever you watch, I'm sure a lot of people are watching that. Uh, I don't know, or maybe some DVDs. just like uh, from memory, you know. Yeah, maybe yeah. these are. These uh, are well, let's today we're here to talk about Friends and how I met your mother, season three, episode five. Uh, in in Friends Land, um, that is called the one with Frank Jr. And in How I Met Your Mother Land, it's called the how it's called How I Met Everyone Else. Right. We're gonna 
set aside how I met everyone else and start with season three, episode five of Friends, the one with Frank Jr. Uh, it's a non-perk opening. We mm-hmm. open in the in the in the fellas' apartment mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Joey's gone like full Tim Taylor. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. like started to make a little uh, hutch for them to keep their mail in. Yeah, I guess, and it turned into. Um, and and it turned into him making an entire entertainment console. There's like lumber everywhere. Yeah. Um, like a to- like a full workshop. He's created. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's turned the place into a workshop. Chandler's Chandler's not uh, happy with it, but it leads. To, this is going to be a running thing the entire episode. Um, uh, yeah, you and I, because like we're not <laughs> roommates. We're a couple. Like we get mail that's. For us, or whatever. But when you do have a roommate, that is like a concern. Mail, like if you get mail and it's for your roommate, mm-hmm. make sure you leave it a place where they're going to find it. So the idea of having a place for mail, it makes sense with the yeah. roommate. Uh, yeah, like a little like usually it's just like on the table or something. Yeah, but I just think about. Do you remember at our old place one time we got some mail that was delivered to our neighbors, and our neighbors were like roommates who weren't like really friends. Yeah, and so they. They kept our, like, I had to go over there and be like, hey, because yeah. they had the same apartment number, but the one building over. So yeah. I do like knock on the door and be like, did you get our mail? And she was like, oh, let me look. But because they're like not friends, they had both just like set aside the mail, assuming it was for the other person. I, I know. I still struggle with that because it was a package. It was a package that I was expecting and it said it was delivered. And I was like, you know, I think it was vitamins. It was vitamins uh-huh. and it said it was delivered. And I had a suspicion, because it's happened before, where if we get something with a different name, I look at the address and, oh, it's this one. And I would walk over there, leave it on the doorstep. Right. Or if I was cool with them, I would give it to them when I saw them. Right. Um, But it's odd to me that this neighbor looked at... Both of them. The two roommates. Didn't, like... One or both of them. You should at least look at the name and say, hey, that's not me or my roommate. I'll bet you it's next door. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they no, didn't not do that. very thoughtful. No. Um, all right, so that's what's going on in the in the opening. Then we cut. To, we get the opening credits. They're dancing around in the fountain. We don't talk about that every episode. Uh, <laughs> and then we get to uh, the perk. We're outside the perk. We're on the street. Phoebe is drinking her coffee, waiting for her brother, half brother, I guess, Frank Jr., played yeah. by Giovanni Bisi, uh, to 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 show up because he's coming to visit her for the weekend. Um. And it's very sweet. Like, she's kind of, like, nervous about, like, getting to know her, her brother. Uh, Rachel comes out. Uh, Phoebe thinks that she's coming out to hang out. But <laughs> it like, turns out she's support. like, you're not allowed to bring the well, she coffee said, mug um, outside. Gunther uh, told me that uh, we're not allowed to have these mugs outside. <laughs> um, and this, so she's talking about, like, wanting to have this connection with her brother because, of, like, you know, she doesn't talk to her dad her mom has has died and she says i'm not like grandma's sleeping a lot lately so i wanted to ask you what do we ever meet phoebe's grandma or is this like is she like a nope. is like vera from cheers yeah i don't think we ever meet her um all right so uh now we get to here's the problem with try try to take notes while we're watching the episode I couldn't keep track of everybody's list. I really tried to. Yeah, it, I really tried to, and I couldn't. Yeah, they went through them but pretty quickly. I did get all of... Um, um, who had the first list? Um, well... Oh, Chandler, because he's talking about he and Janice have lists. A freebie list. Yeah. And this is, like... I don't know. 
Did this concept originate with friends? I don't know. I feel like it might have. Yeah. Because I've known it my entire, like, yeah. romantic life or whatever. But, yeah. you know, I only would have been 14 or whatever. I don't know if, if I, if this was the first. But uh, Chandler's list of the five celebrities that he is allowed to sleep with were the, the opportunity to arise. Are um, It's very dated in many ways um to to the moment because it's kim basinger cindy crawford holly berry yasmin bleeth and jessica rabbit <laughs> which yeah. is very funny yeah. but like i mean cindy crawford and yasmin bleeth those are very 90s and references garth algar already had a crush on jessica rabbit that's true yeah they, they're kind of stealing that yeah. that joke yeah um so uh Hold on, I had to make a note because I remembered one of Ross's. So now I, I do, I do know Ross's when okay. we get to them later. Go, I, I, read, but we'll, no, we'll get to them later. Okay. We're going in order. In order. Um, so this is the, the this is the other um, uh, running thing for the episode is is Ross is just becoming aware of this idea that a couple could have like a freebies list, and he's really putting pressure on himself yeah. to pick the five celebrities that he is allowed to sleep with, and it's like. Because Chandler's like t- talking into being more practical about it, like mm-hmm. like pick people you might actually have a chance to. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you and I don't have like official lists the way that no. Chandler and Janice do, but we've said before like, oh, Rachel Weisz is on my list, or Gail Garcia Bernal is on your or list. Or if there's like a new one, we'll be like, hmm, that just made my list. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, Max Minghella was yeah, your new one. They'll be an I guess that was years ago now. Yeah, when and then Handmaid's also was new. who, um, what's the guy from The Affair? Oscar? No, not Oscar. <laughs> the, no, I know who you mean. The new husband of uh, uh, Maura Tierney's yeah. like second husband. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. Okay, he was a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I, as soon as like when I see them, I say like mark this down. <laughs> yeah. For the record. But maybe I should like start taking Chandler's. But like you and I, we like live in Los Angeles, you know, we know some people. Like, should I start putting people on my list that are, like, lower-level celebrities that I might actually see? But, like, if it... I mean... Okay, so, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I guess. No, I'm not gonna... I mean, for the sake of this joke, maybe? Who is my list? I I used to have more of one. But I think it's... I don't really keep up with it. Um, yeah... Who do, okay, because I know Gail Garcia Bernal. Who do you know is on my list besides Rachel Weisz? Because I already said it. I don't know. There's a there's a few, and I'm always like, really? That's like nothing like me. Sorry, am I like Gail Garcia Bernal? No, no. Am I like true. Max Minghella or, or Henry Golding? <laughs> Henry Golding's on your list. Yeah. Um, and I'm still trying to look up the name of the guy from the affair. Wait, I want to know because I know you know at least one. Well, you actually met one of your lists. Rachel Weisz. Was... Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Omar Metwali is the guy who played Vic on, yes. on, on The Affair. Vic on The Affair. Yeah. yeah, there's no through line with mine. It's all over the place. But you, remember, you and I, okay, this will be a hint as to who's on my list. One, a big one on my list. You and I used to DVR Modern Family. And there'd be another show that started after, and I would always be like, oh, what? Let's, it would always be on the end of the DVR recording and be like, oh, let's watch the first five minutes of this next show because I had a crush on one of the actresses. Wasn't it Blackish? No, no. Oh. It was uh, Single Parents, was the show. Oh, uh, what's her name? From uh, like teen romance 
Well, she was in Gossip Girl. Gossip yeah. Girl, yeah. Um, Leighton Meester. Leighton Meester. Yeah. Leighton okay. Meester's on my list. For a long time, I think Zoe Saldana was on my list, but I feel like I haven't seen her in things lately, so I don't like think of her as much as I used to. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Uh, yeah, we don't have hard. What and, hard about and fast. Zoe Kravitz? I think she should make everyone's list. Uh, okay. How old is she? Oh. She okay. seems young to me. She's young. Yeah. Yeah, like that's why, like you point out Gossip Girl, but like Leighton Meester was like in her twenties playing a teenager, and this was fifteen years ago. Like Leighton Meester is more or less age appropriate for me to have a crush on. Um, okay, well Zoe Kravitz, she's thirty three, oh, but okay. also on my list would be Lisa Bonet, which is her mom. Is that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Okay, yeah, um, we can't have mother daughter yeah, duos. I don't think, you, I don't on think you can. Yeah. Um, Trying to think of like a Lisa more... Bonet actually met in real life, and she told yeah. me she liked my dress. You know who might be kind of a left field one for me if we're going with like older ladies? Uh-huh. Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mine of that is Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Uh, this is uh, this is fun. Please, uh, listeners, Let us know your tell list. us who your yes. li- your list is. Um, oh. Wait, I have another one that you know of. Okay. Because you always used to point out, she was on a TV show we watched, but then she was also in a series of commercials we watched. <laughs> um, a series of commercials we watched? Is yeah, it, and you'd be like, oh, there's your girlfriend. Is it Flo the Progressive Girl? <laughs> no, not uh, Stephanie, uh, what is her name? Sunita Mani, who was on Glow, yes. but then she was also in those current like progressive commercials, yes, yes, where yes, her boyfriend yes. or her husband or boyfriend was the guy with the spinning sign about like yes. saving you like car insurance. Yes. Anyway, Sunita Mani's definitely on my list. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, that's enough. But uh, you know what's funny about this list with these people because I wonder when people made their list if these friends actors are on a lot of people's lists, you know, cause like of that time, okay. they're like the hottest actors. If you were going to pick one from the six friends, who would be on your list? Uh, it would be Matt LeBlanc. Okay. But also in other news, who's, do you remember, um, Ross's? Oh, you're going to talk about, we're going to get to Ross's list later. The one I couldn't get all of, um, was Rachel's cause it just like, cause she, yeah. It's kind of a joke that oh. she like, they're like, we don't have lists, but then she like runs it off. Do you remember? Well, John F. Kennedy Jr. was one. And then <laughs> yeah, I thought of, <laughs> then I thought of um, Elaine. Yeah. I'll bet someone has put it, written it down somewhere. Cause it was Parker Stevenson who I've like, that's, I didn't know who that was. Yeah. That's. And then there was a joke about Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. No, Parker Stevenson was in the Hardy Boys TV series. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so it was, who did you, you mentioned John F. Kennedy Jr., yeah. uh, Parker Stevenson, Daniel Day-Lewis, Sting, oh. um, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Chris O'Donnell. Huh. Yeah, that's very... That's okay. also very 90. I'm sure she was like in a movie with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris O'Donnell, John F. Kennedy Jr., Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, Sting, and Parker Stevenson. Daniel Day-Lewis is, is a handsome guy. Oh, yes. He's, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Okay, so we've got to, we'll get we'll get more list later as as Ross makes his because it gets great. Um, Frank 
Frank Jr. is in town. He's his the top two things in his list are buy ninja stars at in Times Square and take a picture of a hooker. And he's got a he has a little disposable, a disposable camera, camera props, which is like props to the props department. But it's specifically not. It's his buddy wants him to take a picture. Right. This so is, his buddy. This like, is like when your friend is like, oh, you're going to like Baltimore. Bring me back some crab chips. Yeah. His friend said, bring me back a picture of. But a hooker. it's like here. I went to thrifty and got you this and then when you bring give it back to me i'm going to go back to thrifty have them like he has to yeah. get them processed <laughs> yeah pick yeah. them up yeah um but they're like from new jersey right so it's like not they're even, from upstate upstate which okay. still yeah not yeah. that far but i get the impression that frank jr is like never left whatever yeah it's connected to whatever it is okay. um I know they said before where where yeah, uh, Phoebe lives, um, but I don't remember off the top of my head. It's not Schenectady. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> then Joey uh, goes over to the gal's apartment, and he's still in the, like his like Tim Taylor mode. And there are Chandler had made a joke about Joey's pants, and Monica makes a joke about Joey's pants, but like. I don't know if it's because like styles have changed. Nothing seemed weird about his jeans to me. They seem well, pretty normal. Did to the me. way the scene was shot because it was like, wow, that was a choice. And Chandler says, "My word, those are snug." Because <laughs> he's got like a, it's like his butt is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. They really are know. like tight around the butt. I guess, but I guess in the like, we're on the other side of the skinny jeans era, where I guess like tight pants don't seem as big a deal to me on men. Yeah. So I, I didn't flag anything. I didn't notice anything until. Until someone said something, and they say it twice, and it still didn't seem like yeah. The way he, he just looked like regular jeans. The way me. he walked, the way he carried himself in those jeans, it was a statement. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a Luke. <laughs> uh, so now, uh, Joey's got clearly got this Tim Taylor bug. Uh, by the way, if any of our listeners are young, Tim Taylor is Tim Allen's character from Home Improvement. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people don't know that or not. Uh, he's got the Tim Taylor bug. Um, yeah, it, it does feel weird, like. We're doing a show about the 90s, but does that mean we should assume that people get others, other 90s references, you know? Um, well, we can make them and then yeah. people can yeah. Google it. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, can we, yeah, we can just casually toss off a Crash Test Dummies yeah. reference. That's okay. No yeah. one's going to be mad if we talk about MC 900 Foot Jesus or, um, uh, oh, what was the name of the band who did uh, I Got a Girl? A girl, a girl, she, she wears cool yeah. shoes. I'm trying to think of just 90s bands. Anyway, uh, and One Hit Wonders in particular. Who was that? I got a girl. I love her dog, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, so so Joey's got the bug. He's Now he's talking about he's going to, he wants, he's like, Monica, you should redo your floor. Which got me thinking, like. Tripping it's, Daisy. Tripping Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so Joey's like, Monica, you should redo your bathroom floor, which like, it's one thing for Joey to build a, an entertainment console in his apartment, but to redo a floor, Monica's a renter. Like if the floor needs to be redone, yeah. she's not going to do that herself. No. You know, you shouldn't have to pay for that. And right. also if you do, you might like, you're going to get sued or at least not get your security deposit back if you right. like tear up the floors. Right. Yeah. So that's something she should be going to the landlord with. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there are like renter friendly things that you can do even to tile floors but i still think if you're renting you yeah. have to like tell the landlord i want to do this before you i don't think you can just tear up the floor i'm i'm saying renter friendly meaning like 
you can do like um, they have like fake like peel and stick tiles that saying. look like tiles that you but can but can also back be up. easily removed. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 one way to do it. Um, but I'm sure they didn't have as good of options in the mid '90s. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe and Frank are not having as as wonderful a bonding weekend as Phoebe had envisioned. Yeah. They're bonding over whether they can or can't roll their tongues. Yeah, which I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I both can. We just did it. I can also do the thing. Tell me if it looks like I'm flipping my tongue over. Look. Oh yes, it does. It does. Yeah, it's an optical illusion that makes it look like I'm actually flipping my Can tongue I do over. It? <laughs> no, you didn't do it. At all. I feel like I'm doing it. <laughs> Too bad this isn't. This is only an audio. You looked meeting. like you looked like an animatronic like anteater or something with like mm-hmm. a, a tongue like poking out. You wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> to tell me that. Um. Okay, so uh, Phoebe can't roll her tongue. Frank uh, can. What Frank likes is melting stuff. We actually see him melting some stuff. Meanwhile, this whole time Ross is still like obsessed with his list. Yeah trying to figure it out this mm-hmm. is where he has the whole thing of like he's like he's, he's got it narrowed down to and there's some very 90s like jokes in this right because he says elizabeth hurley and chandler's like hot and forgiving which is like such a like does anyone remember that hugh grant like that's what that's what that's referring to right that that she was with hugh grant when he was arrested with a sex worker yes. in Los Angeles, yes. right? I think yes. that's what that's a re- reference to, but I wonder, I mean, I don't know if anyone knows that reference anymore. Yeah. But there was another very 90s, oh, uh, well, th- I guess this one This one is more evergreen, uh, Susan Sarandon, too political yeah. for Chandler. Yeah, there's uh, another one. Uh, and then he, he says Isabella Rossellini. No, but another one. Oh, I don't remember another one after that. Winona Ryder. Oh, that's later. When you're getting ahead of yourself. No, no, no. But I want to mention that because it's interesting that she would be on his list. Oh, because she's going to show up? She will show up. Interesting. Yeah. Um, That is interesting. Okay, but but we haven't gotten to the one writer part yet. Uh, He mentions Isabella Rossellini, and this is where Chandler says, you're never going to meet. Like, she's international. What are the chances you're going to meet here? you got to pick someone more local, which is, we later find out that's how he gets to an underwriter. Yeah. But that's not till later. Yeah. Um, uh, Now, (laughs) Frank's new, he's done melting stuff, and now he's over at the gal's apartment, and he's got nunchucks, and he's making up karate moves, which, like, like, obviously... I mean, Frank's supposed to be like twenty or whatever. Yeah. But when I was little, that's absolutely what I did in the backyard. Right. Picked, I didn't. I was not allowed to have real nunchucks. I had some like fake plastic ones, but also just pick up like a stick. Like I'd watch, yeah. I'd watch, you know, American Ninja on Channel Eleven, like at the Saturday afternoon movie, like edited for TV, and I'd just go in the backyard and like pretend to be a ninja. Yeah. When I was a little kid, and uh, yeah, that uh, took me back, but not when I was twenty. Right. Um, uh, and while he was doing that, the girls were. Um, Having a like a bagel breakfast. I didn't notice. Yeah, I did. I always do. A whole do. spread. So there was like yeah, a whole spread with Locks? schmear. No, it was like bagels and schmears. No capers. I didn't see any capers. No red onions. Didn't see any red onions. Oh man, because you and I um, this past Christmas that was we spent Christmas with your family and in yeah. a very like I guess. Acknowledging that it was like mostly Jews on Christmas, yeah. we got a whole bagel spread, and we, yeah. but we did have locks and capers and onions. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, my parents love it. My parents love, love like too. a lox platter. Me too. Okay, so now Chandler's like mad at Joey that Joey's fixing the bathroom tile and he still has left all the lumber and stuff from the uh, entertainment console um, on on the on the floor. Uh, Frank Jr. finds out that Phoebe works in a massage parlor and thinks that means she's a sex worker. Yeah. And, and is like eager to like, he's like, because she's like, oh, why don't you come see me work and I can give you, a, you know, I can hook you up with a freebie from one of my friends or whatever. And he thinks he's going to like get laid. So, yeah, and we, as the watcher, like, we know that that's what's going through his mind before Phoebe knows. Yeah. Like, before this even comes to a head, like, we're in on, like, what's about to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very obvious to us, but not to to Phoebe. Finally... Because he says, like, uh, do... uh, do uh, uh, Rachel, Do and Rachel Monica, Monica work, work there? Because yeah. he clearly has a crush on them from when he met them. Yeah, the first he said, time. "Whoa!" Like Joey Lawrence both times. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, finally, Ross has finalized his list. He's had it laminated, um, and his list, which is, I uh, honestly, I've like mostly, I'm pretty approving of this list. It's, these are some hot women. Yes. It's Uma Thurman. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Yeah. So right now, off the bat, like I feel like Ross's taste, 90s taste, is more alt than I would have thought from Ross. Like mm-hmm. I would think of Ross as being more like Chandler was, like supermodels and stuff, you know? But he's picking like cool Gen X actresses. Yeah. And with Thurman when a, when a writer. I think um, the thought that he's like, he's supposed to be kind of like... Like a like a brainiac, like a nerd, you know. So I think okay. he would put more thought into like someone who he could have a conversation with. That's probably true. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got Uma, Uma Thurman, Runa Ryder, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Elizabeth Hurley still on the list, and Dorothy Hamill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's his final list. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, Frank Jr. I'm we're going way too long, so I'll, I'll wrap up the rest of the episode quickly. Uh, Frank Jr. tried to. Uh, or grabbed the masseuse or whatever. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting when Phoebe was talking about, like, why did you, why did you think that? And he was like, I don't, you know, it's the city. And it like really reminded me of growing up in the suburbs and how the city seemed like this completely, like the rules are completely different. Everything's right. like, like seedier and more dangerous, but also more exciting. Right. And like, in some ways, like, there's truth to that. It, you know, the city is better than the suburbs <laughs> for me, personally. Um, but it also has this, like, uh, uh, that that sort of othering, like, um, uh, you know, because... There's, like, a grittiness. Yeah, but it but it's it's also, there's a condescension. Right. As, as well, I think, a lot of the ways, uh, a lot of the times. You, did you, I feel like we've ta- talked about this, uh, you never watched Detroiters on uh-uh. Comedy Central, but no. there's a thing where Tim Robinson's character is from the suburbs but lives in the city, and his stepdad like comes to like pick him up and like won't get out of the car or turn the car off. He's just like, get out, of, like get in the yeah. car. We got to get out of the city before it gets dark. Right. <laughs> and that like it's funny, but I also like growing up in the suburbs of St. Louis, especially St. Louis in the '90s, which was like known for like shootings and, and, and gang violence and stuff like that, like that that attitude was very familiar to me. Like I remember as an elementary school kid, you know, and we're like 
suburban white kids, you know, do, we took a, a field trip to tour the historic Fox theater in St. Louis. And I remember kids being like, don't wear any red or blue. You'll get shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so uh, they finally, they, they finished this, the, uh, the console and somehow they couldn't tell it until it was upright that it's way too big for the wall. Like it yeah. blocks half of both their bedroom doors. Yeah. Um, and Chandler tries to push it so it blocks just Joey's door, but Chandler isn't strong enough to push it. Um, it takes all of them to lift it up, and it looks yeah. like so chintzy. Too. Yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah. It looks like I could lift that up. Yeah. Um, there's a uh, speaking of very '90s jokes. There's a very '90s joke about Rachel's customer having a complex coffee order, mm-hmm. which I guess that stuff still happens, but it's not as novel as it was in the '90s. But you like make fun of me, right? Because I'm such a, like a meat and potatoes coffee orderer that I don't even know the sizes at Starbucks. But after all these years, like you should know. But I'm telling you, you're someone who goes to Starbucks all the time. I have probably time. been to Starbucks. No, no joke. Maybe under fifty times in my entire life, which I guess you would say is probably. Should be enough to be enough. to know, but I I just I get nervous. I can't remember which ones, and I know if I go to Pete's or Coffee Bean or a local place, I know if I order a medium coffee, I'm gonna get what I want. So just because of that, when I go to Starbucks, I order a medium coffee. And you've accused me of being like You're the just '90s, like I've told you over and over, it's a it's a grande. If you want a medium, but I won't remember that. Okay, because <laughs> again, this but is gonna sound so old. The reason that won't they all are big. Just grande is big. Yeah. So I like, it feels so wrong to order a grande when I want a medium. I know it's, I know you're telling me it's the right size. Okay. Well, but, you're a hack comic and. <laughs> but I'm not making a joke about it. Yeah. I literally can't keep it straight. Look at the mocha joke. <laughs> so yeah, and also Rachel works I in a like coffee I am like a shop. 90s like comedy like, seller, so, like shut up and order your coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just take a black coffee. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I get. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Rachel should be used to it by now. But yeah. she calls the guy a douchebag or something. I can't remember. Yeah, what she but she him. should be like, oh yeah, like of course. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, and then uh, the very funny scene at the end, uh, hilarious scene. Yeah. Isabel <laughs> Isabel Rossellini actually walks into the perk. Yeah. And Ross is like hilariously bent out of shape that he took her off the list. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel and Monica are both like. We'll get like Rachel's like, we'll call her an alternate. Why don't you go see if you can? Yeah, and, and Rachel has, is like having so much fun with so, it. Yeah. She's not at all like worried or concerned, yeah. jealous. Like, she's like, go get it. Go, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ross completely embarrasses himself. Isabel Rossellini is hilarious. I'm gonna say, um, of the like big celebrity cameos so far, yeah. this has been the most fruitful, the funniest. Yeah, I know. How many people have actually played themselves on Friends so far? Just Jean-Claude Van Damme? Because Julia Roberts wasn't playing herself. Was there anyone else so far that has played themselves? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, uh, Isabel Rossellini. Sorry, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He, yeah. <laughs> she she blew you out of the water. She's yeah. very funny in this scene. Um, and then there's a tag at the end where um, <laughs> Chandler bets Joey uh, five bucks that he can't fit in the console and then Joey gets in the console and Chandler locks him in there with a piece of uh, lumber. There was, I don't want to spoil it in case it's in your funniest moments, but there was a very funny yeah. moment. It was on my list. Um, the, uh, uh, get your checkbook. <laughs> get, yeah. And Chandler's yeah, like, says, get your checkbook. $5. I can just give you cash. I can just give you. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Very funny. Uh, do you have any other um, stray observations uh, before we move on to our, our actual funniest moments? I guess that could be kind of a transition into yeah, funniest that's a good moments. Transition. Uh, well, I'll say, um, uh, yeah, the biggest. I laughed a lot in this episode. The biggest gag was <laughs> at, in that the first scene, the first time Joey come, or Chandler comes home, and, and Joey's been working on the on the on the console. And Chandler attempts to storm into his bedroom and he opens the door and only the top yeah. three quarters of the door opens and he trips and falls into the door. It's a great it's a, uh, gag. Yeah. And it's like, and then Joey says something like, oh yeah, the, the saw like got, out, got a little out, away from me or something and he, he cut the door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it, there's a, it gets paid off later where Chandler like goes in, the door's open and then he has to slam, like angrily slam both, both sides, sides of the of door. The door. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what do you what do you got? Similarly, in that same kind of theme of Joey being uh, a terrible, um, I guess he's not a good handyman. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's like Tim Taylor. So uh, Chandler's like reading in his bedroom, and there's a drill like right like inches from his head. Yeah, and he storms out of the bedroom, and Joey says, "Did I get you?" <laughs> And Chandler like says something like, "Yeah, if you got me, I'd be dead. Like yeah. I wouldn't be here." Yeah, um, but it, it does bring in bring up quite. I like it completely. Chan, Chandler must have reorganized the furniture in his bedroom because when we do you remember the episode where he was dating the woman where who was dating a bunch of guys and it was like just like just about sex and yeah. he wanted to be more and couldn't handle whatever. When we saw his bedroom in there, the bed was not against the same wall as the door. It was yeah. against the far wall. So he must have uh, rearranged. Uh, this one, I feel like, I'm sorry, I'm going to take one that I'm sure is yours because we both had a huge reaction to this. Okay. When Frank Jr. is melting stuff yeah. and Phoebe says, so is it like art? And he goes, yeah, you could melt art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was definitely on my list. Um Another Frank Jr. scene, um, after Frank Jr. like tried to feel up the the masseuse. Yeah, yeah. In the massage parlor. Cynthia Mann, who has appeared on the show before as a waitress. Oh, working with... I'm not sure. Monica? I just looked at her up because she looked familiar and I looked up and she was in a couple episodes. Okay, I didn't recognize her. Yeah, she... So after that scene, Phoebe and Frank Jr. are like having like kind of like a... Like a sad moment together uh-huh. and um he apologizes for making her mad and she said well i wasn't hopping mad <laughs> and then frank jr said you hopped a little <laughs> good one um the the first uh, you know there's a lot of good uh, writing on like joke writing on friends but also it's in the performance and the direction and the staging and stuff and the fact i don't know how to put this into words the fact that Ross laminated his list yes. is funny. Yes. It's especially funny how they introduce it, which is not like big like drum roll, here's the list. He just like, well, I finished my list and pulls it out of his pocket and it's laminated. And that got a huge laugh out of me before anyone even notices or comments on the fact that it's laminated. Yeah. Just like trusting like the framing of the shot yes. and, and, and David Schwimmer's performance to be like, got my list. We and, and see a close up because like Chandler typed it up on his computer, printed it out. <laughs> Chandler still it, loves that computer. Cut it to size. And then, yeah. you know, someone had a laminator, um, which is funny because it reminds me of when I worked at a video store, 
We got so much out of that laminator. Like I yeah. would laminate like the most ridiculous like fake membership cards or oh. like draw pictures. Um, I did a lot of funny things with the laminator. I liked the shrink wrapper. That was fun too, yeah. but also dangerous. I did burn my hand once. Yeah, because if I, you um, got a piece of that plastic, that but I know what I did once because the if you can't pick, listeners, if you can't picture the shrink wrap thing, you wrap the put the shrink wrap. It's like a sleeve of plastic, and then you just blow like a hair dryer, but yeah. hotter, and it melts Sucks it around. Bit, yeah, and so it's a hair dryer. So it has this like you hold it from the plastic part, and then it has this like metal barrel that the heat comes out of, and that gets very hot. Yeah, and so one time I was shrink wrapping stuff. And I stood up holding the shrink wrap thing. The cord got caught on something and it dropped. And I instinctively went to catch it. And I caught it around the hot barrel. And I had a welt from my thumb up my forefinger for like a week after that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was a big uh, props to the props department for making that laminated card. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing I have for funniest thing is just Isabella Rossellini. Just everything about that scene. Yes is so funny like her trying to figure out like who's this guy why is he talking to me and then like getting it and then asking to see the list yeah and then finding out that she's not i'm not on this list but she even said it was laminated because ross is like no you're like you're on there and she's like no i'm not he's like oh this is the first draft he's like it's it's laminated And then she has a bit about like, and he's like, well, I had you, but then I, I just took you off in favor of another writer. And then she says, uh, that's funny. I just made my list of like coffee shop dweebs or something yeah. like that. And I just took you off in favor of that guy. And she points to the guy who had the complicated coffee yeah. order. Yeah. Oh, such a great scene. Yeah. Isabel Rossellini is a true, uh, a true gem. Yes. Um, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. Let's. Um, I'm going to, uh, I don't know if I liked this or not. I, it was so strange to me that it got, that I laughed and then I realized, oh, this isn't supposed to be a joke. Let me guess. Was it, wait, it wasn't Frank Jr.'s shirts. No. Was no. it the panda apron? No. It was Chandler being all angry oh, and right. coming in. He's got his t-shirt tucked into his, like, pleated dress pants you did laugh at that and like his belt is cinched it's it looks yeah he looks like on the honeymooners when ed norton is like home for the day you know yeah it looked weird but we've talked about it before they like dress kind of like the throwback like swingers like 50s that's yeah, like what but, it reminded me of like he would put a bowling shirt over that yeah but uh, but a bowling shirt i feel like he would wear 90 style he'd wear with like a linen pant like this was like it looked like the bottom of a suit. The pants looked too formal okay. to have a billowy just like t-shirt tucked into and that to be the outfit. It looked like he was, I thought there was going to be some joke that he had come home from work when he was in the act of undressing. I think that's why I laughed was I thought that like Joey interrupted him while he was in the, like changing after work because he's wearing suit pants and a tucked in shirt, t- yeah. tucked in t-shirt. I think again, you're showing your old man Eh, maybe I just think more about it. Um, uh, what yeah, do you got? You. Um, well, I talked about the panda apron. So usually at the perk, Rachel has like an apron, but this one had pandas all over it. I couldn't. T- I yeah. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I first thing I thought they were skulls, but they're pandas. They're pandas. Yeah, that's what she's they're never black worn that before. Yeah. It's yeah. normally just like a red 
apron or something. And this is in the Isabel Rossellini scene at the end. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. When yeah. she's talking. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was like, are those skulls? When she calls that guy a freak for yeah. ordering yeah. a complex coffee. Um, yeah. You mentioned Frank Jr.'s t-shirts. We'll get more to more of that uh, later on, actually, um, because I want to talk about Frank Jr.'s jean jacket, which was very cool. His whole outfit was very cool. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool looking kid. He had like cool... Um, were they Reeboks? I think they were. Yeah, you're right. Cool Reeboks and like, yeah. um, what are the, like corduroy pants. Very yeah. like 90s. Yeah. Um, and anthrax and motorhead shirt. Uh, also, I liked uh, Monica's green mini skirt with tights. These these ladies always rock the like mini skirt tight combo. Um, well, uh, I liked Rachel's... Um, Overalls over the the green was that a green like sweatshirt or sweater? Uh, I always say sweater when I mean sweatshirt and vice versa. I think it was just like a long sleeve t-shirt. Okay, okay. That, that looked good. Um, and then we can't. Do you have any more? Nope. I can't not mention Isabel Rossellini's like suit, like a pin. Yeah. She's wearing yeah. like a pinstripe suit, yeah. essentially, but Gorgeous. like big Gorgeous. and like cut, like she has the cuffs rolled up. Yeah, looks so cool. Yeah, she has a tight bun. She's 10 out of 10. Perfect. Uh, well, should we um, take a break and then come back and talk about How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back. Uh, this is on par to be our longest episode yet, let's, so let's talk oh about How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 5, How I Met Everyone Else. Okay, so this is going to be tough for me. It's always tough for me, but especially this, because this is like bounces all over the place. So we start, um, we start at McLaren's and. um, Yeah, we should have done a shot. Supposed to do a shot when when they start at McLaren's. Um, So he's telling the story about meeting a girl who he doesn't remember her name. So he calls her blah, blah. This is Bob Saget is telling the story. Yeah. To the kids. So her name is Blah Blah for the whole episode, which I didn't like. Or Blah for short. Or Blah for short. Yeah. Um, That's on the list of things that are upsetting about this episode. That's very low. That's (laughs) very low. Yeah. There's a lot more upsetting things about this episode. Yeah. Um, But Blah Blah is played by Abigail Spencer. Yeah. um, Who I know from Mad Men and Rectify. Rectify, yeah. But she's in a bunch of things. She's in a lot of stuff, yeah. But but she's a lovely, Mm -hmm. lovely actress. Yeah. so they joke about, or they they come up with how they met. They met at a French cooking class, even though they actually met online, which in that day and age, it was like much more shameful. And they even make it's, a joke saying that like, it's no longer shameful. Because I feel like that was, this is 2007. This is on the cusp of it being like, right. uh, of because now you and I, we, we were at a wedding recently and most of the people at the table yeah, we had joked. met online. We yeah. were the exception because yeah. you and I met at a party like the old-fashioned old way. Yeah. But like almost every other couple at the table had 
met online. It's so common that when we say we met through a friend, like people don't believe us. <laughs> like it seems like <laughs> yeah. we're lying, but we would have no reason to lie because there's nothing there really is no shameful stigma. about yeah. any way to meet someone. Um, so they come up with this fake story because they're ashamed. And then um, Barney goes into this rant. Of, like he clocks that she's crazy. But before he met her, he says, because Ted says she's hot. And so Barney said, well, if she's hot and she's looking to date online, she must be crazy. She must be crazy. Yeah. So then he has this like scale. It's called the Vicky Mendoza scale. Basically, it's like a like a line line graph, like between crazy and hot. And mm-hmm. um, it's played for laughs, but I it didn't get any from me. And also, yes, because it's like misogynist but also because they already went to this well the like hot chicks being crazy well with the crazy eyes episode yeah and they had in both cases they pick they they cast these beautiful talented actresses to play these misogynistic roles it was marina baccarin before and now it's abigail spencer yeah uh weird uh territory to be marking out i hate that this show like gives it any sort of steam whatsoever because they like turn out to be like really in both cases unstable. they turn out to be yeah. well i guess with the marina background thing like with her character there it is like up in the air like is she crazy or was did she tear apart the apartment because ted was so rude to her right like that's there's actually a question there at least with the marina background one here abigail spencer's character is just crazy um okay i, I don't like to use that term obviously but that's yeah. the term the episode is using um we should say um Neurodivergent. Yeah. That <laughs> um, won't offend neurodivergent people at all. Right. <laughs> um, so then we're at McLaren's and Blah Blah is like asking about, um, so because they came up with that fake story, then she says, oh, how did you two meet? Because she wants to know how other couple meets and she's asking about... Um, Barney and Robin, and then Robin says, no, 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 16 times. 16 times, which reminded me of, um, do you remember uh, one of our favorite shows uh, that recently uh, called it quits, Better Things? Right. Do you remember the episode where um, Sam and, what's her, I can't remember her best friend's name, but she's divorced from that husband, Jeff, and then they get, spoilers, they get remarried in the final season. Yeah. Sam and Jeff are on the way to the hardware store to buy a generator, <laughs> right. and they almost kiss. Yeah. And then 16 is the low end. I swear yeah. Sam says, like, 35 no's yeah. in that scene. It's one yeah. of my favorite scenes. No, but, like, yeah. different, like, yeah. uh, ways of doing it. Yeah. That might be... Better Things is a great show, and that generator... I think that episode's called Blackout or Brownout. Yeah. It might be my favorite episode of the series. It's good. Um, so then... We talk about, oh, then we ask about um, Marshall and Lily. So then we get a flashback to college. There's a whole, um, there's a whole like ongoing joke about sandwiches being like a joint, like being weed. Um, I I should save this for like running like foreshadowing, but this is going to be an ongoing thing. Sandwiches being weed is going to be like, is now now established. Because Ted doesn't want to admit to his kids that that he's getting high. Yeah. Getting high in college or even later on in life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They call them sandwiches. So Marshall's like enjoying a sandwich 
too much. And then someone says like, oh, the Dean's coming. And it's actually Ted who Marshall in his like high brain <laughs> thinks that he's the Dean. And cause Ted looks like a nerd. He's got like glasses and a sport coat on, but he also has like a dorky shirt. Like, doesn't he also have like a, um, yeah, he has a Cinderella shirt. He has a Cinderella shirt. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then when Marshall like, Catches Ted later on also eating a sandwich. Yeah. They both like laugh that like he thought he was the dean. And I love different sandwiches are clearly different. Like I think Marshall is probably smoking like a joint or a blunt because he yeah. had a little sandwich. Yeah. But Ted is clearly smoking a bong because he has a big long sandwich. And also it has the like olive a with a toothpick. Yeah. Like <laughs> where like the, the little the, chamber or where whatever. The cha- the, you know, I, I don't know stuff about smoking yeah. weed. <laughs> but where the... Uh, yeah, whatever you would call that, where you actually put the weed in. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. Props to the props department on that, props for sure. Props to the props department, for sure, yeah. Um, then we go back to McLaren's, and then, you know, um, um, Blah Blah is just coming out more and more uh, crazy-seeming. With She makes handbags. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have any... She's not selling them anywhere. She's not selling them anywhere, <laughs> And Robin just like is like just interested in like asking her questions like oh like where do you sell them I can't get distri- distribution anywhere like she's uh, yeah, like thanks she's, for rubbing that in she's whatever. very yeah. threatened by Robin yeah um, and then we learn that okay we learn how Barney and Ted meet which is also in the bathroom at McLaren's right yeah and this was kind of a funny story I like their meeting um, because Ted pretends to be a like a trying to help his deaf brother and Barney is pretending to help his deaf brother. So he's yes. getting Ted to pretend to be his deaf brother. Right. But the fact that Ted believed him. Oh, right. That's Barney right, that's was right. like, Oh, you're an I idiot. But if, if that works yeah. for you, then it must work for the, that dumb blonde out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So then they go and sit at the table and, um, Barney makes like, forces Ted to be a wingman by saying like, okay, you can't sit, you can't talk. And then says to the, the blonde, like, oh, this is my deaf brother. And she's like, oh, I know a little ASL and then starts talking to Ted. And then unbeknownst to Barney, Ted also is fluent in sign language. And he thinks what he says is like, oh, this is a great guy. This is my friend. You should give him your number. number." We learn that what he actually says is, He's lying. Don't trust him. So she gives him a fake number. number. So we learn the two different sides of one memory, which is fun. Yeah. Um, Barney is saying like, oh, we, I know we'd be like wingmen for life. Yeah. So this is like an intro to Barney, like, um, investing more in the friendship (laughs) than anyone else seems to. Yeah. It does seem like Barney joined the group just by like, like not leaving them alone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, 15 minutes later, so they go back and forth. Uh, Ted has an unfortunate goatee. Um, We learned, like, Barney um, wearing a suit for the first time that we see him. Well, he is wearing a suit the first time we see him. And, yeah, he we learned that's a part of his personality. Because he says to Ted, like... uh, Tip number one, shave your goatee. It doesn't go with your suit. And he's like, I'm not wearing a suit. Tip number two, get a suit. Yeah. Um, and then we see the flashback of Ted and Robin um, in 2005 seeing each other for the first time. And they kind of locked eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, this makes Blah very 
unsettled, unhappy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we we get a flashback to um, college. So we're back in like the story of uh, Ted and Marshall and Lily. And um, Ted confides with Blah that their actual story, like he's going to like tell her a secret. Yeah. Um, like to get on her good side because she's so jealous and he wants to like, you know, sleep with her that night because uh, whatever. Right, right. Um, so he said he confides in her that like he was actually the one at the party who like made out with the cute goth girl that Marshall like had his eye on. Yeah, so all this all this time Ted's been keeping this secret that the night before Lily and Marshall met, right. he and Lily drunkenly made out at a party and the whole reason she came to his door is yeah. because his she was side of the story him. was like she was like trying to find him because she said, like, I live in dorm one ten or whatever. Yeah. And then she came looking for Ted in his mind. Yeah. But it turns out that that wasn't actually... Well, first, we don't know. We don't actually because know. Because when, when Lily is confronted with this information, she, in a callback to Robin's 16 knows, she, realizing that it might be true, says, no, 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 no. Yeah. Because <laughs> she like, realizes she remembers making out with a guy at the party but doesn't know who who it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but eventually, yeah, we find out that it's... Yeah, because not. I wrote down blah, blah, blabs. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and lily says that wasn't ted that was um that was marshall and you made out with alexa but no no lily says the guy i made out with i just called too much tongue guy oh, okay. and then marshall's like i was at that party i think you were making out with alexa something and uh, Lily, I think you were making out with Connor or something. So like Marshall's like is right. completely unthreatened. This thing that 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 um Ted's been keeping his secrets in nineteen ninety six. Over yeah. ten years, Marshall like knows it's wrong and doesn't care at all. Which right. more points to Marshall being yeah. a good guy. As if he needed any more points. Yeah. He's the best. Exactly. Um speaking of Marshall, we <laughs> learn um how Barney and Marshall met and it was basically just like Barney like glomming onto their lives and them not wanting him. Like they thought he was a jackass. They called him a jackass and he's yeah. like, Barney could not read the room and he's like, I'm going to make all of your decisions for you. Yeah. Um, and then he challenges him to like, uh, like um, he says like, okay, see that hot girl who just walked in. Like you could never get anyone like that. And it's Lily, of course. Of yeah. course. And so Marshall's like, all right, I'm up to the challenge. I'll try it out. And Marshall goes over there and like full on makes out with her. And then Barney does a spit take on his drink. Yeah. And um, uh, we laugh at that. We find out that uh, Blah Blah and Ted met on the World of Warcraft. <laughs> and we get like a funny little um, video game. We see them chatting like we as their World chatting. of Warcraft characters. And there's like a big old warrior and then like a hot lady and it yeah. turns out the hot lady is Ted and the big old warrior is blah blah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then not the best joke. The I guess that the very end we're at their college reunion. In yeah. Like, which I, 2020 which you don't really have a freshman reunion do you? Or a college reunion at all. I yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, so they're I just got invited to my 22 year high school reunion. Yeah. Because obviously 20 years was in the middle of the pandemic. So yeah. a 22 Which, year. When you told me that, I was like, why 22? I didn't yeah. like really understand. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. dummy. 
Uh, no, you're not. Um, yeah. So yeah, the which yeah the uh, the year 2020. So, so yeah, they're at the reunion and not wearing masks, not social distancing. Yeah. It's really irresponsible. Yeah, totally irresponsible. <laughs> and they're sharing sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. They're passing sandwiches and they make jokes saying like. Wow, like sandwiches hit different these days. Yeah, like well, these I, are yeah, they're, they're stronger. Stronger I sandwiches. They, I don't think people were saying hit different. Hit different or yeah. probably young people were saying hit different in 2007. We just didn't we hear just it didn't until know. five yeah. years ago. Um, so um, they're eating the sandwiches. They all have like really bad wigs. Yeah. Um, the only other th- do you have anything else? Because I, I only have one more stray observation I wanted to bring up. Uh, no, go ahead. Um, when we when we do get the flashback to Lily ac- not making out with Ted, but making out with actual too much tongue guy, too much tongue guy is played by Phil Lord, the writer and director oh. who used to write on the show, and shortly after this would go on to direct Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the right. Lego Movie, Twenty One right. Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street. He like directed the pilot of Last Man on Earth. He's uh, he and his directing partner Christopher Miller are uh, huge names uh, now, and. Uh, uh, here he is making out with Allison Hannigan. Um, okay, should we move on to funniest moments? Uh, yeah, if we can find one. Uh, I had a few. Okay. Um, when Barney's being a jackass, when Marshall meets him for the first time, um, <laughs> Marshall is like pretending to be like a gross dude, and he says, "Yeah, I need me some strange." Yeah, that's right. Like playing along with Barney being. Yeah, gross. and Barney's like, "Yes." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I had was I thought uh, after blah blah blabs. Yeah. She says, "This is just props to Abigail Spencer saying this in a funny way." She says, "What do you think of that, Robin?" <laughs> in, a, in a way that made me laugh. Um, I also laughed when in that same like scene of jealousy, um, Abigail Spencer is like with. Ted at the bar and and she said look at her right now she's she's laughing at me and we see Robin and she's just stuffing like pub mix in her face what is it? pub mix, pub mix because yeah. I also clocked the pub mix because I love pub mix you do and like I pub mix I didn't know it was a thing until I went to St. Louis and hung out with like your family and you're like oh yeah this is just like everywhere yeah how is that ever like how do you not just eat pub mix all day long should I be Getting pub mix from Costco? No, we don't want in the house. The whole thing—it's a problem. (laughs) Uh, Any more funniest moments? Um, I love uh, Barney's spit take. I love any spit take, and he did a good one. Yeah, he had a good one. What about uh, how I met your mother? But make it fashion. Um. Well, I just noted the bad wigs. These are notable, not good. Yeah, all I have is notable stuff too. Ted's. Big, like, floppy, curly hair wig returns, mm-hmm. um, as does Lily's, uh, what do you call that cut? That goth, like, dyed black, but also, like, I don't know what you call that cut. Just, like, a, like, blunt bangs? Okay, yeah. Um, it feels very 90s. But, but uh, I mean, I also have blunt bangs. Yeah, but there's something more about how... I guess it's that straight, like, flat thing you were talking about on yeah. top on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Because you don't have flat hair. No, I don't. Uh, but you do have uh, bangs. Um, and then we get a different... Uh, when we see Alexa, whatever, of, like, similar but shorter wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Ted's goatee. I also like uh, flashback Barney has, like, highlights in his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Um... We'll wait for that. Okay, moving on to themes, motifs. Well, we talked about there's 
misogyny. There's also plenty of fat shaming. Tons of it. Because when he's talking about the crazy scale, every time she lost weight, she, she got hotter. Hot, hotter. But then yeah. the other girl, like, gained weight and got, Lower like, more crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's very bad. Yeah. Uh, there's also a bit of transphobia where, uh, at oh, the beginning, where she, Barney says she's she either must, crazy, she a hooker, or a dude, which yeah. is, like, all scary. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, the eating sandwiches is uh, a, a running th- going to be a running thing. Um, oh, I have a good one. Uh, okay, well, let me let me run through some more because I have some interesting ones. Um, flashbacks in general, uh, bad wigs and mustaches. There was a in the 2020 like sort of uh, leap forward. There was a reminder of something we already knew. Um, Lily kept her last name. Okay. Because they're married that. and they're wearing name tags, and it's still Marshall Erickson and Lily Aldrin. Okay. Anyway, I think we, we knew that because it was like an argument they had had in season two, I think. I can't remember. But uh, and then, but the last thing I want to do, a little bit of foreshadowing, I like playing little guessing games. Natalie, they're getting you to guess. Okay. So we see Ted crying to his on-again, off-again girlfriend back home named Karen. We will meet Karen. Okay. Yeah. I want you to try and guess. 20 questions like narrow it down can you guess who plays karen because it is a it is a notable actress this is not britney spears uh no 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 um it's not mandy moore because we already saw her. no it's it's not like stunt casting but it okay. is a it is a known actress so it is an actress who is best known for comedy i don't know if that's true anymore but at this time it was another sitcom actress think of 2000s sitcom actresses like these guessing games i don't know why you like just i guess because when we do it on battleship retention people love it but oh. you don't like it i guess no i don't i guess yeah scientologist oh um um what's her name that's the thing like i yeah. i always feel okay um suri cruz's mom <laughs> not suri cruz's mom Sitcom actress, Scientologist, was also oh, on... Oh, Leah Remini. Nope. Was also... That's a good guess, though. Was also on Orange is the New Black. Um, uh, uh, from that 70s show? Marissa Robisi. No, from that 70s show. Oh, elect... What's her name? Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon, who I saw yeah. um, in Burbank once. Cool. See, that was... These are fun. I don't know. Listeners, was it fun? I say it, no. It, I think it would have been more fun if you played along. But um, okay, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, this is all your fault. Yeah. Uh, you, but you said you had a big one. Well, that was my one. Like, um, Ted being, like, lame romantic. So after he yeah. thought he made out with uh, Lily, yeah. he felt so bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, there's also more we will get. Uh, I feel like it's kind of almost a running thing with, like, uh Caring about wine makes people losers on How I Met Your Mother. Because remember in season one, Lily and Marshall mm-hmm. like hosted a wine tasting, and it was like they just wanted to be out with their fun friends. Uh, and here, yeah. Ted like brings his own wine, like yeah. a French wine, to the the party, but he has to cut it with cranberry juice. Yeah, it's juice too to it. Yeah. Um, also, we've talked about um, like the uh, like the musical drops in this show so there was guided by voices oh i didn't i, didn't I am a scientist it. okay which i think they've done gbv in the past probably and then also the jayhawks save it for a rainy day really yeah okay that's that's funny because it's 
I'm not surprised that I didn't can, catch Guy by Voices because I've never really gotten into them. Uh, probably my own f- shortcoming. But I like the Jayhawks. Yeah. It's weird that I didn't catch Save that. Save it for a rainy day was playing at the um, 2020 reunion. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think. Good band. Um, okay. Similarities. Can we talk about the band shirts? That's what I have. Band yeah. shirts. Yeah. So, okay. You mentioned Frank Jr. wears... Motorhead. A Motorhead shirt and an Anthrax shirt. Mm-hmm. And then in How I Met Your Mother, Marshall wears a Def Leppard shirt in the flashback. Okay. And Ted wears a Cinderella, Cinderella. shirt. We also get Pink Floyd. Oh, who had a Pink Floyd shirt? Maybe not Pink Floyd. Led Zeppelin? Marshall Maybe. had like either a Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. I, I got Def Leppard. Okay. There was also, I thought uh, for a second at the orientation that Ted was wearing a Sublime shirt because it had like a sun on it, but it wasn't <laughs> it's the Sublime sun. Have you seen like um, Gen Zers like wearing Sublime shirts not knowing what Sublime is? They just think it's a cool... That always happens though. Yeah. Remember, we were at a comedy show once, you and I, where... Um, a girl was in the, uh, a woman was in the front row wearing a Motorhead shirt, and the comedian, someone we know, was like a big fan of Motorhead and tried to talk to her about Motorhead, and she like tried to play along, but eventually was like, I just like this shirt. Yeah. That's a big, like, in the metal community, and I feel like it's kind of gone away a little bit, but there was a time like five or so years ago where metal type shirts were fashionable. Do you remember like Kanye West selling Yeezus shirts, but it was like the Metallica yes, logo? Yes. Or like... Uh, they sold them at like Urban Outfitters. Yeah, yeah. But like Rihanna's been seeing a lot of metal shirts. Kim Kardashian, uh, uh, Chris Brown had like a, a leather jacket that had a municipal waste pass, patch on it. And there are a lot of metal people who are like, "This is fucked up. You shouldn't be allowed to wear that uh, unless you're a fan." And I say to those metal people, "Get over yourselves, metal people. Yeah, it looks cool." So people think your shit looks cool. You don't have to gatekeep about, like, you're not allowed to wear the shit unless you know it. Like, be glad that people think metal lettering is cool now. Um, yes. Um, speaking of Motorhead. Get over metal people. Do you remember when Lemmy was on, like, a Jenny Jones-type talk show? No. I'm trying to figure it out. It, maybe it wasn't Jenny Jones. Maybe it was Ricky Lake. Or, like... Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Something Jesse Raphael. S- uh, Sarah? Sarah? Sarah Jessica Raphael? No, you're thinking of Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> um, okay, well, he was on a talk show at any rate, and I remember watching it um, as a yeah. teen. Um, do you remember the joke from Airheads? Do you ever see Airheads? You, remember, you saw Airheads, I did, right? but I'm not going to remember any quotes. Oh, when they're trying to like find out if, if Harold Ramis' character is like a narc or not, and they're like... Who'd win in a fight, Lemmy or God? And he's like, uh, Lemmy. And like, trick question, Lemmy is God. <laughs> Good one. So, yeah, listeners, um, that's a call to action. If you can find the clip of Lemmy on a 90s talk show, yeah, yeah. let us know. Do we have any more serious similarities and in, in differences here? I didn't really um, think of think of anything like that i was like trying to yeah like grasp for things and i wanted to like i wanted jealousy to be in friends but it was actually the opposite yeah there's no jealousy yeah yeah Yeah. but it was like one of the paramours talking to someone else i guess but yeah Yeah. again that's a stretch and yeah um yeah yeah so just the band shirts (laughs) (laughs) just the band shirts let's uh let's move on to playing favorites i don't think i've been subtle uh, about this but let's go Three, two, one, friends. friends. Yeah, this is a no this is a kind of a low 
uh, low episode for How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Uh, the Friends episode is consistently hilarious, and then really just like, 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 like running up the score at the end. It's already way ahead, and then brings in us Isabel Rossellini <laughs> for right. a killer scene at the very yes. end. Yes, uh, I almost wanted to call mercy on on How I Met Your Mother there. Yes. Uh, well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called. How were we doing? And this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. Um, Friends, season three, episode five, the one with Frank Jr. aired on Thursday, October 17th, 1996. Um, let's see. It was the UN International Day for the Eradication of Poverty. Um, should check and see how that went. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, YouTube star Casper Tate was born. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, ugh. All right. This website that I use for this is like wearing out its welcome. Let me tell you something. Because it, now it's got these pop-ups that it didn't used to have. Ugh. Um, but Why then also, they... do you... What's that? No, yeah. Do you... You're, you know more like... Uh, 90s um, Britpop type stuff. Um, were you into Lush? Yes. So L- the Lady Killer. Okay. Um, well, then you'll be sad to know that this was the day the drummer from Lush died. A Lady Killers. Um, yeah, that is very sad. Uh, yeah. Chris, Christopher Ackland was his name. Okay. Um, he died on that day. But let's look at the top five songs in the U.S., which I'm trying to figure out how to see in this stupid website. Okay. Um... At number five, Where Do You Go by No Mercy. Okay. Uh, at number four, I know this song. I hated it at the time. Now I like it. But at the time, I thought it was too cool for school. Uh, Black Street's No Diggity. Oh, I love it. I know. And now I think it's cool. But at the time, I thought, I just hated, like, diggity is a nonsense word. You know? Yeah. And it, like, it seemed embarrassing to me. It seemed like baby talk. Um, so I, I hated the song. Okay, at the time. but where did you go? I'm sure you know it. Okay. Oh wait, we just did this last week. Yeah, yeah this song's amazing. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about yeah. this. We did into this entire. I forgot thing it too because I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, that song is so go? good. So good. It's a great dance. Um, all right, and then at number three, Celine Dion's "It's All Coming Back to Me Now." At number two, Donald Lewis's "I Love You Always Forever," and at number one. Los Del Rio's Macarena, the Bayside Boys mix. Now, over in the 2000s, season five, episode three of How I Met Your Mother, uh, which is called um, the How I Met Everyone Else. I keep forgetting what it's called. Uh, aired on, a thir- on Monday, October 22nd, 2007. And um, I don't want to be too sad here but i do want to point out that this was a day of major wildfires in southern california forced the evacuations of more than 250,000 uh residents um governor arnold schwarzenegger was still the governor at this time orders the deployment of 1500 california national guard members more than 600 homes are destroyed this is throughout southern california um I, I lived here at this time. I wish I could say I remember this fire in particular. I don't because they're so common that I yeah. rarely remember in particular ones. There was one year that we were evacuated and it was scary as hell. When you were a kid? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I was 
No, I was like a teen. I was like 17. But I'm saying when you lived with your parents. Yeah. 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 Um, I was a teen. (laughs) Uh, Top five songs in the U.S. on Monday, October 22nd, 2007. At number five, Bubbly by Colby Calais. I don't know. Nope. Okay. Um, Alicia Keys' No One. Mm Mm-hmm. How's that one go? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. I do know that song. Um, never been a fan of Alicia Keys. Huh. Uh, I, mean, I guess I kind of like the Jay-Z, like... That's a great song. Song. Which one? The one that I just sang so oh. beautifully. But she sings on Empire State of Mind, right? Yeah. Which is a good song, except Concrete Jungle Where Dreams Are Made Of is the... St- it's a stupider lyric than No Diggity. Okay. And it bothers me. Uh, number three, Timberland's Apologize and Holding Strong at two and one. Number two, Stronger by Kanye West. Number one, Crank That Soldier Boy by Soldier Boy Tell Him. Okay. All right, final segment Challenge Accepted. This is where we look at. Uh, this is where, no, this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows based only on the episode titles. First, we have to look at how we did. And, uh, um,. I think you're going to pull ahead here. I said Frank Jr. comes into the city and tries to get Phoebes to buy him booze or otherwise compromise her stern traditional morals and values. He doesn't try to get her to do anything she doesn't want to do. Right? Maybe someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does that to someone else, but not to Phoebe. So I don't think I get points there. You said uh, we learn how Ted and Barney met. Cute. And it's going to be abroad, or perhaps several of them. The last part was my joke. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. You got that we meet, we get how Ted and Barney meet. But that's just because of the name of the episode. All right. So, so we're still tied I at one. I feel like, no. All right. But that was, uh, you came pretty close. Uh, so let's, why don't you vamp? Okay. Brazil And sorry I nut, spilled balsamic vinegar on your fearless flyer. I noticed that. I was very upset. Brazil nut body butter. Wildberry cheesecake ice cream. Gross. Patio chips. What, what are patio chips? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just uh, a semblance of summer sensations. Oh. So it's like mixed potato chips with sea salt and vinegar, dill, ketchup, and... They're throwing a lot of different flavors in one product. Like we got that popcorn the other day. Yeah. That it was like... Sweet, spicy, smoky. Like, they're just throwing everything. And I thought, I don't know what you thought about that pop. It's called, like, synergistically yeah. something. Synergistically unique. Something like that. Um, I thought, like, I tasted it, and I thought it tasted good, but, like, I think the varying flavors, it didn't feel very snackable to me. I didn't want to sit and eat a bunch of them. Oh, I did. Like, one or two was, was enough. Creamy, dreamy. Okay, now we're good to go. Season three, episode six of Friends is called The One... With the flashback. Oh. So we're getting into how I'm in your other territory here. Yeah. But now, okay. We've already had flashbacks. Okay. Yeah, we the had the most... The flashback. Iconic flashback of prom. Yeah. But so far we haven't had any flashbacks that feature either Chandler or Phoebe. Right? Or Joey, actually. Right. <laughs> I wonder... Should I just predict that they're going to do what How I Met Your Mother just did and tell us how the gang all met? 
Okay. Put it into some words. We learn how the friends... Buffalo-style seasoned We almonds. learn how the friends met their friends. Uh, no, I'm going to say met the friends. And there are bad wigs aplenty. Oh, good. Okay. So, season three, episode six of How I Met Your Mother. Now, if you can believe this. I can't believe it. Is called I'm Not That Guy. I'm Not That Guy. Okay. Um, I'm Not That Guy. Okay. This is... Um... Gonna be okay. So I say, like, who says this? I'm just giving you the episode. You can the episode name. You can predict whatever you want. I'm really bad at this, but I'm also bad at the recaps. I'm just. I think you're a good podcaster. I'm a bad podcaster. You also like you have a career in ASMR. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I'm not that guy. Uh, Okay. So, Ted and Barney are, um, like, doing their wingman thing. Okay. And, um, like, a woman is going to, like, call them out on all their bullshit. And then Ted's going to try to defend himself, like, in relation to Barney. Like, Barney is one way. I'm not that guy. Ted and Barney uh, are... Let's see. Mackin. The ladies. Mackin on. Okay, hold on. Mackin on some ladies who. Hickama rap. Call them on their bullshit. Ube tea cookies. Ted tries to distance himself. Comma, in a weaselly mm. manner from Barney. Truffle flavored barbecue sauce, <laughs> savory seasoning crackers. Okay, uh, we did it. We talked about it all. This might be our longest episode yet, or right, just right about about there. Um, Tell us what you thought. Tell us who's on your list. Mm. Tell us how you met your uh, significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, reach out to us. You can you can find this episode at Battleship Retention. You can find it wherever you already found it, but you can find posts for every every episode at BattleshipRetention.com. You can leave comments. That's also where you can find my movie reviews, my movie podcast, uh, which is called Battleship Retention. You can email, or rather you can tweet me, at Davy Pretension, uh, but you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Now, um, Natalie, where would you like people to find you on the internet? I wouldn't like people to find me on the internet, but if you can find Lemmy from Motorhead. Um, on Jenny Jones or what have you. On Jenny Jones. Or what, no, it was before Jenny Jones. Okay. Um, I went to also, a Jenny Jones taping once. 
Oh, yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. Um, okay, if you like this episode, um, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how people find this podcast. Yeah, the rate, ratings and reviews are really helpful. And, um, yeah, email us. We will read it. Yeah. We will probably respond to you, if not on podcast. Yeah, we'll probably and, do it on the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's how desperate we are. Yeah. <laughs> for interaction. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it. Okay, until next time, see you at the massage parlor. Ah. <laughs>